whoa, 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 hang on a moment. Yes, you know what time it is. This is Jen, your host, and this podcast is all about taking agency and owning yourself. And every week on this show, I'm going to help you use your voice, stand in your power, and operate from a place of self. Welcome to this week's episode of Hang On A Moment. This week, I'm going to talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs because I have introduced this model um, and the concept a few times in previous podcasts and I use it a lot within my business as well. So Vital Vibe, where I talk about balance, brilliance and resilience. Um, but I felt like it was important to cover this off today because I actually started writing my script for a podcast on um, boundaries and it came into that and I started going into a bit of detail and I thought hang on hang hang on a moment <laughs> I called time on myself and I thought you know I'm actually going to split this into two two separate bits so I will do the next episode will be on boundaries at last we're going to do a boundary episode um, but the needs are so important to our boundaries because boundaries are, as I'll explain in the next episode, they are kind of our metaphorical lines in the sand and, you know, lines that people can or cannot cross. And it's important to link those to our needs because obviously we have different needs in life. But I thought it would be really good to explain Maslow's hierarchy. So, some of you may or may not have come across this before, but it's 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 offered quite a lot in study. So I guess like I did it in my degree. Um, it was a business degree. You know, if you're studying for human resources, marketing, psychology, um, health, it was probably going to get featured. So you may be aware of it um, from that perspective and you might know it inside out because you use it already in the role that you do. And that's absolutely fine. You probably don't need to listen to this, probably not even dialed into it. Um, But some people may not be aware of it or might just have a very rough idea of what it means. So I thought it'd be really good to explain it because it's so important. We all have needs and we need those needs to be met. And as I say, within my business, Vital Vibe, it is all about your balance, your brilliance and resilience. And quite often, in, in absolutely every single case, if your needs aren't being met, then it's it will take away the ability to become, be balanced, to have your brilliance or be aware of your brilliance, know your brilliance, celebrate your brilliance and also to be resilient. So it's super, super important, but it also ties in massively to this podcast, Hang On A Moment, because obviously this is all around having agency and owning yourself. And if you don't have your needs met, if your needs aren't being met, you can be in a position where you feel vulnerable, unhappy, insecure, um, stressed, fearful, and it is then impossible to move further up the hierarchy. Now, Maslow himself said that this isn't necessarily a linear hierarchy in the sense that you don't have to have everything ticked off at the bottom rungs. You can kind of jump a little bit. However, it seems to make sense that when we have these needs met, the lower down, then it means that we have got the capacity in ourselves to move further up the pyramid. 
So Maslow created this in the 40s and has developed it in the 50s, the 70s, I think, and the 80s. So he's done quite a lot of iterations of it. And the later iterations include three additional needs, so eight needs in total. However, I tend to focus more on the the original five needs. And that's what I'm going to talk about in detail, but I will talk about the, the, the three other needs as well. And then how this, you know, supports us in our life, having agency, owning ourselves and being able to self-direct where we need to go and being able to pick ourselves up if we fall down and maybe understanding why it's impossible at the moment for us to move forward um, with an aspect of our life. You know, if some of our lower level needs aren't being met, it will really hold us back. So, What's important to recognise, what I think anyway with Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a lot of it will come through growth in life and growth in person, growth in life. And we grow as a person as we grow in age. And so I think as we're a young child, you know, our needs are much lesser. And then obviously as we move, as I said in the last episode, we go into our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s. You know, and then I guess, unfortunately, as we reach old age, some of those needs decline and we move back to to just some of the basic needs as well. So we almost like have this peak in life, which I would consider to be like our 40s and our 50s, maybe even our 60s. And then, you know, if we do get into old age, it could be that 70s and 80s, we've sort of we've met what we needed to meet within ourselves. So we either stay there, but, you know, again, some of those kinds of basic level needs like security, warmth, shelter, sleep, rest, they become way more prominent again because we go into that stage of life where, you know, we don't have the energy, um, we don't have the cognitive function. So we kind of need to just make sure our lower needs are met. So that's kind of like a rough take on how it impacts our life. But the 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 sort of the five levels are as follows so um physiological then safety and security then love and belonging then self-esteem or esteem and then self-actualization so if you think about the first three for example physiological safety love and belonging they are absolutely the things that you really are mainly concerned about as a baby as a small child um So I'll just sort of break those down. Um, So physiological is all around having the things around you that you need to exist. So these are your existing needs to exist. So we need air, we need to be able to breathe, we need water, we need food, we need to have the reproduction organs in our body. At this point, we're probably not reproducing. We'll talk a little bit more about intimacy with love and belonging. Um, We also need shelter. We need somewhere to rest. We need to sleep. We need warmth. And so clothing, for example, that will help with temperature control. We need homeostasis, which is where the body is in balance. We're in rest and digest. All of our organs and our bodily functions are working as they should be. And we need to go to the loo. (laughs) So we need to get waste out of our system from the food and the drink that we bring in, the water and the food that we bring into our body. So there are times in life where, you know, those physiological needs will not be met, even if you're an adult. So, for example, I would say some of my physiological needs haven't been met when I've been sick with cancer. Um, You know, some of the the things that I was going through while I had that um, illness 
were were very difficult you know so for example um i had neuropathy in my body so i was unable to um to stay my temperature control basically was was out of sync and i had to wear like gloves to be able to go into the freezer because i was so sensitive to cold um i also guess my homeostasis wasn't right my rest and digest i had bowel cancer and going to the loo was incredibly hard. I also wasn't sleeping very well. I couldn't eat. So a lot of my physiological needs were impacted a lot by being sick with cancer. But they can also be impacted by violation in you as a human as well, which we'll talk about a little bit more when we move to the next level, which is safety. But that if your safety needs don't get met, then it can impair, especially things like your homeostasis, because you don't stay in rest and digest, you move into fight or flight. So yeah, if you're constantly in fight or flight from chronic stress, overwhelm, burnout or trauma, then, you know, it's very difficult to have those physiological needs met. And that can then impact things like your um, reproduction, your sleep, your rest. So it all, it's all, it's non-linear, it all impacts. But as I said, you know, as a small child, these are really basic needs. But as an elder, as an older person, we'll find times in our life where these basic level needs are not being met. And obviously that can lead to, additional stress it can lead to additional dysregulation and it can lead to the inability to have the needs met further along the hierarchy because we don't feel that our basic needs are being met how can we ask for more or expect more so it's really important to recognize that the next need is safety so when we talk about safety we're talking about obviously it's very clear what we mean by safety but it's things like security stability freedom from fear having some kind of structure around us having order you know being in the confines of law having limits so you know again this kind of goes back to boundaries because if we don't have boundaries in place these sort of limits and sort of structure and freedom from fear that can get violated and obviously we then lose our own sense of agency because somebody as I've said in the past you know someone can take my agency you know they don't take it but they it leaves you because you've been violated so having boundaries is so important for your safety needs but also you know this can impact you at very different areas of your life you know so you need safety in work so psychological safety physical safety you need safety with your health, you know. So if you're having a car, if you're in a car crash or you get sick, they are very traumatic events and they will again bring you down that hierarchy of needs. And so all of a sudden your safety needs haven't been met. You know, also property. So if you've been burgled, for example, or you've had a flood, or you've been in a fire. Um, or, you know, elements of your family. So, for example, you might have a toxic family member or you might have um, somebody in your family might have been um, uh, beaten up. So there's a lot of things around you that can bring around a lack of safety, even society. You know, so you might live in an area that is known for crime. You might not want to leave your house at night. I remember 
in the past, I was dating somebody who lived in South Africa and he lived in Johannesburg. And he said to me, we don't go out at night because it's not safe. And I just couldn't get my head, my head around that. You know, it was gated homes. And I just thought, wow, you know, we think sometimes we've got it bad in the UK. But that was, yeah, that was strange. But I also wonder whether it was kind of like a... Um, a sort of a, a criteria that they'd um, they'd put in place and never try to break the walls down of that boundary. But anyway, that, that was my own personal opinion of that. Um, but obviously, another massive thing around safety, and I have been, unfortunately, in this position, is your personal space or violation of you and your body. And as I mentioned, it could be a family member who might have been beaten up. It could happen to you. It could be sexual assault. And obviously... I have been in that situation and it is awful because it takes you, again, it, it affects your physiological needs as well because, you know, if your safety is being violated, if you don't feel safe, if you don't have safety from your parents, if you don't have safety from a place of work, if your partner is abusive, all of those things, they can change your physiological needs as well because again you're in fight or flight so your homeostasis is disrupted your sleep can be disrupted you know you might end up leaving the home because you're so scared of your abusive partner so you suddenly end up homeless so physiological and safety needs are so important having agency and owning ourselves they're so important if they get violated in any way we are in a different place than say we are when all of that is tickety-boo and cooking on gas. And it's so important to recognise, especially from a well-being perspective, because I think a lot of people, you know, we take everything for granted. And that's okay, because in most times we're living in a, you know, we're in a sort of a society and a, a first world culture in the UK where, you know, we we have most of our needs met. And we can find resources to help us meet those needs if we don't have the ability ourselves. You know, by and large, we are a kind, caring, sharing community. You know, there will be pockets of people that aren't, but in the most, we care for each other. You know, so we will be able to look out for each other. But there are times when we will have a violation and that is when our needs are not being met and it will change everything around our physical, mental health. Our balance, our brilliance and our resilience will be totally disrupted. So after we've moved from like physiological safety, we're then going to look at like love and belonging. So this is a huge concept at the moment, like belonging. I've actually got a book. I can't remember who it's by, but I'm partway through reading it. It's called Belonging. So you can Google it. And it's really interesting because the person that's writing it is... is um from a tribal background in terms of his ancestors and he is writing the book from how they were working together in a tribe and you know that whole thing about belonging and it's very interesting because belonging is a huge concept in the working environment because it's kind of almost like um the latest kind of development within the sort of the um diversity it sort of started as diversity then it went to equality then it went to inclusion and now we've got this belonging and it's all around those four areas but belonging is like actually there is no kind of like criteria it's just like everyone is welcome here and so to be in a position where you have like love and belonging is so important you know it builds connection it's about intimacy so you know a sexual partner or a love partner affiliation with a group 
It gives you affection from the people you care about. You can give it to them. They can give it back to you. You become part of the community. And of course, this impacts all areas of life as well. You know, your family, your partners, your friendships, your work, hobbies, interests, things like that. And if this isn't there, you know, if this isn't there, then you will suffer from things such as, you know, neglect. Again, that can happen at a child age. You know, one, as I've said before, the ACE studies, uh, adverse childhood experiences, you know, if you don't have an upbringing that has given you like safety, that has given you like um, a, a family that brings you love and belonging along with additional need, additional needs not being met. So abuse, um, which again is, is, is a violation of your love and belonging needs and your safety needs. Then, you know, if you tick sort of more than five of these 10 categories, then, you know, you're at high risk for complex trauma. Um, and, you know, having, um, you know, unmet, um, regulation of your dysregulated, um, unresolved stored trauma so it's so important to understand this because again as we get older in life you know we can we need to almost like sometimes do a backwards turn and say what happened in my life that might be not allowing me to progress to the next level of my needs like if I don't have a good level of self-esteem which I can vouch for this because I have struggled with this and I still do to some extent you'd feel that it's impossible maybe to reach that level of self-actualization. Now, I I feel like I'm some way towards self-actualization, which I'll explain a little bit more about as we progress. And again, Maslow says it doesn't, it's not linear. You can jump, but I, and I think, you know, once you've got the physiological safety, love and belonging in place, you probably can move without self-esteem but or esteem, but esteem is so important. And mine sort of teeters a little bit. And I'm, I still do work on that myself. But, you know, without this whole connection with others and feeling like you are worthy from others, sometimes you can't feel worthy from yourself. So let's move on to the next level. So esteem is all around self and what others provide. So I think it's really important here to recognize that, you know, I I was thinking about this before when I was putting my notes together and I was thinking, you know what, esteem should probably be a little bit further down the hierarchy, especially in this day and age, because again, having a lack of boundaries or having boundaries violated can absolutely diminish your self-esteem. However, what we don't do enough of early on in life, at school, at college with our parents, is self-love. So it's almost like if we create this self-compassion, self-love, self-respect, self-confidence, you know, self-mastery, independence, strength, if we don't master that, it's very easy to let others dictate how we feel about ourselves. But if we have a real strong, like, internal sense of self, and we know that you know, we've got this, regardless of what anyone else says, which again is another level of boundaries because it's about what are you prepared to to give away. I, I can relate to this because I've been in relationships with abusive people, emotionally abusive, and I've stopped loving myself because I love them more. And it's if you've been in that situation, you'll recognize what I'm saying. And I'm talking about very pathological abusive relationships here with like nar- narcissists and sociopaths. I'm not talking about um, a bad relationship where you just you know, didn't hit it off and 
you know, you stayed together for two years and then it ended. I'm, I'm talking about abuse. It really devalues you. That's part of their cycle of abuse. And so you devalue yourself because you end up loving them more. It's a really difficult one and not for today. But again, self-esteem is so important. But again, we want that from others. So, you know, we want respect from others. We want recognition, you know, in the workplace, in relationships. If we're not getting that, it's really going to affect our confidence. So we need achievement. We need accomplishment. You know, we need to be happy in our own skin as an individual. You know, some of us are looking for status and prestige. That could be maybe as a master in the work that you do rather than financial status and, and prestige or a job title. But some people want financial status, prestige and the job title. They want the corner office. They want the CEO's tag on their door. I mean, that's not for me, but some people want this and, and that's fine. You know, it's, this the whole thing about Maslow's hierarchy of needs is it's individual to you, but these are the themes. You know, it's also about having dignity, you know, self-respect. It's also about having your own standards. It's also about being competent, independent, having a great reputation, being strong, courageous, compassionate and free, liberated. So if you see like esteem is so huge, you know, but again, if we don't have boundaries in place, people can take that away from us. And when that, you know, is taken away, we drop back down, you know, we, we especially in a... Um, you know, again, like love and belonging, we're talking about relationships with other people. But you know, sometimes love and belonging starts with ourselves. How do we feel about ourselves? Do we love ourselves? Do we belong in our body? You know, if we don't, if we don't feel like we belong in our body, then as in like, there's there's obviously um, two ways of looking at that. There's the physical, so that would be like a transgender or a gender reassignment. But I mean, like in terms of safety and trauma so again we need to we need to consider that but they're all very strong areas of needs that if they're not being met we're going to drop down we're going to drop down that hierarchy and you know so we need to be conscious at all times of this self-awareness and self-care to make sure that yeah our boundaries aren't being violated by others or by ourselves and so I think it's so important to actually set your own self-boundaries because again, you know, when I talk about boundaries, I will I will explain that I've not been great with this at all. And it's something that I'm really just starting to lean into um, since I got sick with cancer, because I realized actually I've not been doing enough to, you know, preserve myself. Um, and then the final rung on the initial five step um, pyramid is self-actualization. So I love this term because to me, self-actualization is literally like the pinnacle. I mean, it is the pinnacle. It's the pinnacle of the pyramid. But to me, it's the pinnacle of life. And this is about being the most you can be. So it's about finding purpose and meaning and living on purpose and doing something that your heart desires. It could be being an absolute amazing mother it could be being um a charity worker it could be a vocation in life it could be you know just being a light worker it could be you know you just want to be the absolute best engineer there is or you want to be the best solicitor there is and help impoverished people and you know there's so many things but this is what it means to find your purpose and your meaning and you get that self-actualization through experience acceptance a strong moral compass, creativity, spontaneity, um, reaching your inner potential, 
being very open-minded because again, you know, open-minded is growth-minded and fixed-minded is closed. So, you know, it's, 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 it's stunting you. It's not allowing you to be more, do more, see more, um, have more and give more. And so it's all around self-fulfillment and, you know, exploring and also even things like play. You know, so not just taking life so seriously, but actually being able to understand that there is um, light and dark in life. You know, there's good times, there's bad times, there's fun times, there's sad times. And, you know, self-actualization is the point where you get to where you can actually see you have reached this inner um, sort of freedom, basically. And I feel that, as I said earlier, it's really impossible as a child or even as a teenager to to have self-actualization, even esteem, because you're still growing into that person. You know, you're still going to be growing up until the ages of 20 and the ages of 30. You're still changing your life. It's only really, in my opinion, when you get to your 30s, your 40s and your 50s, like your late 30s, where you can actually maybe move more into this place because you've had your life experiences, you've done the work on yourself, you've had failures, you've had successes, you've had humbleness, you've had hostility, you know, you've done the light and the dark, you know who you are, you know your shadow self, you know your inner child, you've done the work. And so I think once you've established that, that's when you can get to self-actualization. So some of the later needs that were added in were cognitive needs. So this is around knowledge and understanding, curiosity, explanation, need for meaning. And this was added in after esteem, but before self-actualization. So, yeah, I can resonate with that because there really is a need for knowing more and having like a level of intellect. And then ascetic needs. So this is around appreciation, search for beauty, um, understanding the world around us, I guess, spending time in nature, seeing the world, um, just appreciation maybe of art and culture, anthropology, understanding around who we are and how we are the way we are and what delights the world holds for us. So they would both go before self-actualization. So you can add those in if you want, if you're thinking about your own needs being met. But I tend to not cover those because I guess I add those into self-actualization. But then after self-actualization, there is an, an additional one called transcendence needs. And this is where a person is not motivated by their own needs, but they are motivated by things beyond themselves. So it might be um, working in service of others. It might be experiences with nature. It might be um, out of body experiences, mystical experiences, sexual experiences. So it could be the pursuit of religion, your faith, science. So it's almost like you've gone beyond what you need, but you're in this other level where you're exploring needs outside of you, but you've got to the point where you're able to do that. So, for example, you know, a good example of this would be, um, you know, for example, like um, a philanthropist. I can never say this word. I can never get my teeth around it. So I'll say Warren Buffet um, and a philanthropist and somebody who, you know, they've done what they need to do. They've reached the pinnacle and now they're actually using their life's work and their mission to do more than just work on themselves. So that's a good example of transcendence needs. So if we were looking at the the hierarchy itself, we we can kind of break it down. I mean, basically the needs are all around motivation. 
So that's the first thing to understand is our needs motivate us in life. And as I mentioned before, if we're not having certain needs met, it's really impossible to move to the next level and to be motivated in life. So the first four, so we're talking about physiological safety, love and belonging and esteem. They're actually called deficiency needs, so D needs. And this is really like, I don't have, I must get this to survive or because I am lacking. So it's all around this motivation is I need, I must have, I've got to get here. This will give me something back. So it it kind of makes sense from everything that I've explained, because as I said, I feel that all those things need to be in place before you can really get to this level of self-actualization. But self-actualization is classed as a growth need or a being need, which I really love because being is all about human being. And one of my my actual um, mission is to put the being back into human beings, because I think that sometimes that's my mission with Vital Vibe, because I think that sometimes we just spend all our life doing, 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 doing and not being. And actually being is so important to us as individuals And it allows us to have that level of freedom from all of these deficiency needs because we've reached our destination, we're alive and we're very happy. So this is not that you need it, but this is that you want this. You want to do better for yourself. You want to excel or you want to give to others. And that includes obviously self-actualization. But if you were going to bring in the other three needs that I mentioned as the additions, which is cognitive, aesthetic and transcendence, then they would all sit in that category. So here we've got almost a split of four and four. So four deficiency needs, D needs, or four growth needs or being needs, which are your B needs. And they're all around being a better version of yourself. Whereas I think the first four are really around I need to be myself. (laughs) I need to get to where I need to be to be myself and be happy in my own skin and feel safe, loved, accepted and healthy, which is exactly what we we need in life. Um, But as I said, they are motivational needs. So, for example, you know, if you're choosing, if you're being chased, should I say, by someone, you know, your biggest driving force is going to be safety. So that's your motivation. You know, your motivation is to stay safe. So you're not thinking at that moment in time, it's God, what does this other person think about me? Or hang on a minute, I'm just going to take some deep breaths and just kind of like gel with the universe around me and take in the nature. (laughs) You're not at that point. You're kind of like, okay, I need to run, run, run. That's your motivation. Likewise, from a different perspective, if you are studying and you want to pass with a great result, your biggest driving force here is esteem. You know, so it's about the confidence, the prestige, but you might also at that point have secondary needs as well. So love and belonging. So that'll be like the connection and the community, i.e. you want to be in a degree educated community or you want to be around people who have got a first in their studies or you want to be accepted for a role where you need a first. So, you know, some of that is not just around self-esteem. It's around love and belonging. Um, And even also mastery as well so self-actualization 
So, you know, it's almost like you might have gone back to do some studying at a later point in your life because you feel like you've achieved everything. And this is an extension of you. This is where you're in your growth needs. And so you're looking at taking a study. Maybe it's in an area that is something less academic, maybe slightly more um, developmental, like, I don't know, philosophy or theology or anthropology, um, just to get an understanding of the world around us. So that is what I mean by having a few different needs being met. But it's all around motivation. It's all around motivation. So as I said before, the needs are super important to us to function to the best version of ourselves as individuals. And they can de- they will vary depending on where you are in life. So I've spoken widely to various people, whether it's me giving advice to others or talking to a therapist myself about the fact that I feel like I've fallen back down um, the the hierarchy or like I can't possibly move forward because I'm stuck. So last year, after cancer and the sexual assault, I was absolutely in free state. I was struggling really badly with PTSD and I could not think about my self-esteem. In fact, it was on the floor. The same when I went through the abusive relationship and the unfair dismissal about 10 years ago, my self-esteem was on the floor. You know, my most important motivations was 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 my health, my well-being, my emotional state, to feel like I belonged again, to feel safe and secure. So this can happen in life. And I think when we talk about holistic well-being, we have to understand that so many things can bring along a uh, detachment from where we are we suddenly drop down we spiral down this hierarchy of needs and sometimes it's through no choice or fault of our own but it's about this ability to get back up and that's why I talk about you know resilience a lot as well so it's about having those things in place um, and having those foundations to try and get further back up the pyramid and you know so for example when I was sick with cancer one of the things that really 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 made such a difference was I didn't feel safe and secure. So again, I'm going to jump up to the next rung was love and belonging. The support that I got from my family, people around me, um, people on like the Instagram community, the surgeons, the, the nurses at the hospital was absolutely phenomenal. And so having that level of love and belonging while I was sick, it helped to reestablish some of those lower levels of needs and even my self-esteem as well, you know. So there was a lot of good stuff happening, even though some of my needs weren't being met. So, you know, we have to recognise that it's not all doom and gloom, even if our needs aren't being met. Sometimes it is, and we can get into situations that are really awful, and that's when we need external help, maybe even outside of our family and friends, like a therapist, a counsellor, a coach. Um, But, you know, ultimately, we always have it within our power to ask for help and we should ask for help we can't do everything by ourselves so as I've said already you know ill health stress burnout abuse toxic environments they will tend to focus more of our efforts on the deficiency needs as I've just mentioned you know so this whole thing around physiological needs safety security and love and belonging because then we need to rebuild our esteem um, and it's super important that we recognize that, you know, life isn't linear and this pyramid isn't all about climbing. It's about sometimes, cli- is it, let's call it snakes and ladders of life. <laughs> That's basically what it is. 
you know, we don't always, we roll the dice and sometimes we go back down the snake. Sometimes we climb up the ladder. Um, but ultimately, as I've said it already, I think if we focus on our esteem needs and we build a really good base for that, we should have that inner compass, that inner love, inner compassion to be able to move quite quickly back up that um, hierarchy, climbing up a ladder whenever we feel like we need to. Um, So that's really my brief overview of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I will do a different episode at a later date on self-actualization as a separate area of conversation because I love that term and I think it's so important that we recognize how to get there and how to be that person but I think this this has Maslow's hierarchy of needs is so important because I feel like when we understand what we need in life we can then set standards and boundaries and so next week when I release next week's podcast it's going to be on boundaries And, you know, I won't talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs in detail, but I certainly will refer to them. So if you, you know, if you've listened to this, it's going to set you up for next week's podcast. So that was a lot of information there, but I really hope it's helped. I hope it's given you a real detailed but whistle-stop tour of all of our life's needs. And if you have any feedback for me, then please do share that with me. You can drop me an email through the website. You can contact me through social media. But as always, if you think this episode will benefit yourself or somebody else, then download it and share it and please subscribe. And then next week you will get notified about the episode on boundaries and keep a lookout for the dedicated episode on self-actualization because it's going to be a good one. So thanks so much for your time, guys. I hope you have an amazing week and I will speak to you again on next week's podcast. All right, guys, much love. Have a good one.